Blog Talk Radio. Bring everybody to the inner consciousness, and my name is Reverend um, Arlene Cahead, and I am filling in for Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. Um, He is uh, flying out of town, so that is why I'm here tonight, but one moment, and we will play the intro.
to the inner consciousness and my name is Reverend Arlene Tahet and tonight I have a special guest with me which is uh, King Tiso. Now before we get started what I'm going to do is get us prayed in um, and just so you know everyone most of the music tonight is by Thomas Shalar Walker and you can reach out to him on Facebook if you enjoy his music. Uh, and the next thing we're going to do is play the Lord's Prayer. And just so you know, it is in Aramaic. So, you know, just giving you a heads up and letting you know that it is in the original language that that uh, the Bible was written. The Bible is written in. Oh.
going to bring on my guest, Sting uh, Tisto, and he's going to be talking today about the power of choice and how our choices are affecting how we ex- express ourselves and our humanity here on the planet. So, King, are you on the line? Peace and blessings. Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you for coming on. Um, now, let uh, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit and let the audience know uh, a little about yourself and your experience and how it is that you came to, um, came to start focusing in on the power of choice. Well, first and foremost, I want to give thanks to the energy and the vibration that has brought life to all and to this moment of time 
I am grateful for inviting me and giving me this opportunity. Yeah, you're quite welcome. Um, so uh, why don't you go ahead and you know, tell the people about uh, a little about yourself and how it's that you came to uh, come to talk about the pathway. Okay, feel free to um, interrupt at any time. I don't want to call it an interruption, but um, I can be quite wordy. So, with that being said, <laughs> I shall begin. Greetings, family. Light and love to everyone. My name is King Andre T. Bell. My spirit name is King Obadele. I have gone through a rites of passage program after having experiences in life that brought me to understand that some of the choices I was making was not making me what I wanted to be. Through the rites of passage program, which is an African-centered program in which I was blessed to encounter. I received the name Obadele. Obadele means um, it's a Yoruba term and loosely translated it means the king reaches for home or the king reaches toward home. Now that kind of blew me away because my father actually gave me the name King six months before I was born. My uh, mother recalls the day of which my father shared that information with her. And the story goes that she had some reservations about that. Because back in the 50s, I think it was quite unusual for anyone to be given the name king unless it was a German shepherd. And with me not being a German shepherd, my mother was quite concerned. So I I think what ended up happening, they had a brief discussion about that. and, And my father is a guy who's pretty much straight to the point. Um, I love that guy. Uh, he died in the year 2000, and uh, he still is within my spirit. Uh, but uh, they called him Bill uh, because he didn't want to use his name. And his name happened to be Nehemiah, which is in the scripture, uh, the Bible that we know of. And what's interesting about that is I think it was about two years after he passed away, I was uh, listening to a sermon, and the minister kind of rattled me when he told me that the guy in the Bible whose name is Nehemiah was a governor of a certain area in the Jerusalem, Israel, conscious area thing. And he was given authority by the king 
But what was amazing is Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. And I thought back on what my father has done for me in my life. And it brought tears to my eyes because of the way he loved me, the best way he knew how. And he seemed to be my cupbearer in essence. So when I went to the African village and was given the name Obadele, it connected so much so to my purpose and my destiny because living the life of a paramedic in the city of Baltimore for over 20 years can really take a toll on your spirit being. And the only way I was able to handle that was by staying connected to my spirituality. I am raised from a Christian background, and I say it that way because everything is evolving, and it ought to be. And if it is not evolving, you need to find out why so you can make some changes. In my evolution, I've come to recognize that there was only one God, goes by many names. I've come to recognize that English-speaking people have a belief that English is the language since the beginning of time. I just kind of throw that out there because when I do my research, I discover that English is actually one of the newest languages on the planet. The reason why I bring this up is because there is a thing called sound energy. Sound energy is the manifestation of that which brings all things into existence because everything operates from a space of vibration and frequency. And that's what brings the energy of everything into manifestation. There's scientific background and uh, research that has brought this to our awareness. So, when I consider everything that is around me, come to understand through my personal experiences the things that I have gone through, I've come to recognize that there are ancient languages. And there are languages that were spoken that has certain frequencies and vibrations that can actually bring 
things into existence. So with all of these things happening to me, it brings me to this place of recognizing that there is a power of choice based in that information. Okay, I do have a quick question. Um, You've already explained that that English is like one of the newer languages. So what would you say the differences are between the newer language and the older older languages? Is there there any particular pattern that you've noticed from, you know, English in comparison to languages like um, Aramaic or any of the the languages, um, I guess you could say the dead languages, um, that, that are no longer spoken? Um, some of the research that I've recently come across had brought forth some of the uh, the vibration utilized in I think it's called uh, a technique called somatics, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the study of sound vibration to um, crystallization and the formation of, uh, let's say, sand on a a plate. As the frequency of sound changes its vibration, it will bring forth geometric patterns. And as the frequency increases, geometric patterns actually change form. And the thing that's odd about that is that it's not that this sand, and this is just one of the examples, the sand doesn't just randomly bounce around and, you know, it's all over the place. It actually takes shape. So what was discovered in ancient languages, and if I'm not mistaken, the study that I just recently listened to was using ancient Hebrew. The sounds that were used of ancient Hebrew brought forth form and change to the substance or material that was being utilized. Yet, when they used the English language, it almost did the reverse or something opposite of what was anticipated by the scientists that was actually used doing the study. Um, from what I've discovered is English lexicon is a combination of a variety of European languages. Um, the European languages can vary from uh, German, Latin, uh, French, Middle English, and what have you. But the odd thing is a wordsmith can actually take these words and look at what they do because language is a communication process that is universal and energy manifestation of language has its root in all of creation so it comes from source so however it makes itself manifest into what it becomes God 
already knows what's up with it because, of course, we know it's omniscient. Now, there's a word that came to me when I thought of the energy and the vibration that manifests what I call living thought. Living thought is that energy that we all can tap into because the whole universe is vibrating at a certain frequency of which we all can connect into and receive the same information. Um, this is a little bit of a, on, on a sidebar, but just real quick, like let's say, for example, you hear somebody talk about an invention and you hear somebody else say, wow, I thought about that a couple of years ago, but I didn't act on it. Something similar to that. So when we look at language, we see that language has energy and vibration and it can manifest certain frequencies that will create certain things in our life and in our living. Um, one of the things I'm working my best on is to eliminate curse words out of my existence, out of my life, because they don't feel right to me anymore. And I think that's because I'm evolving. But when I go back to the English language, interesting word, remind. So like remind me of something is what we normally would hear, the energy of the vibration of the universe and what happens when we are all connected to a certain process that brings us to remember what is already within us because there's an inner consciousness that's connected to all consciousness. We have two words right here that are very powerful. That word, remind me, can be looked at from two different perspectives. When I remind you of something, it's like I'm reminding you to maybe pick up the laundry. But you have a mind. And if you have the mind of God, let us say, and you're not utilizing it, then something needs to happen in order for your mind to be reminded of what is already inside of you. So we are in the process now of reminding each other of what our connection is to source. And that's an evolutionary process at the frequency of the universe, at the frequency of the earth, is continuing to change and increase to higher levels. Um, remember, there's another word which is interesting, because we are members of one body, the earth in and of itself, if you will. And that's an interesting process when I think about it. But real quick, the body itself is composed from one single cell, composed of from one single cell that now, when you have become a full-sized human being, if you will, has now become over 50 trillion cells. So we're talking about expansion. So if the body can expand from one cell, then imagine, if you will, the whole of 
creation doing the same thing and recognizing that creation is the expansion of itself and its expression through all things. I say all of that to say this. All of us are human beings that have bodies and every portion of our body is a member of the body, of our individual body. But when the body is separated, there is a dysfunction. So we have to remember ourselves so that we can become members again of the same body because we live in a society that deliberately works on our consciousness to have us believe that there is a thing known as separatism when in actuality it really doesn't exist. I, I hope I didn't go too far out on, on a limb there. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So we will revisit um, um, what you were talking about with Living Spot because I, I do recall seeing, I believe it was a video on YouTube where somebody was talking about uh, Michael Jackson and how Michael Jackson had called this person up in, like in the early hours of the morning and he was talking about fireflies and, and this idea he had about fireflies. And anyway, it, one of the things that the person said, he was like, Michael, we can do this tomorrow. Why are you calling me up now? And he's like, we've got to act on it now because if I don't do it, then Prince will. So one of the things that um, what uh, that I understand about Living God, and you can, um, you know, uh, give your insight or any thoughts to this, but when the thought is, when you become what is called divinely inspired, that if you don't act on it, then that divine inspiration will go to another place. And that's one of the reasons why you find that the same type of thought manifests in other areas or other places in different ways. But because the thought is living and it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to stay in one place um, or um, or manifest in one place, that it could possibly be in several areas. And I think the same thing goes for some of the inventions. Um, so when you talk about living thought, is that is that what you're referencing when you're talking about living thought? Yes. Yes. And that, that's just a small example of it. So um, living thought is an amazing process. It's almost like the atmosphere in which we're living in also has a vibration and a frequency. And when you allow yourself to be tapped in, you can pick up on things that can be astonishing to you. Um, I do poetry. And what's amazing about the poetry that I do is I don't memorize it. And the reason I don't memorize it is because I attain my information 
from Lippenstock. Um One of the things that I retain, uh, attained uh, from Lippenstock is, is a phrase that I have in, in one of my books called um, Extraordinary Epiphanies to a King. And the phrase goes, the body that receives no thought can receive no response from its parts. A body that receives not from its parts is no body but a corpse. Now, vibration, frequency, receptivity, all of these things as a manifestation can be made manifest through the process of meditation and listening to that which is within you. So, living thought is available to everyone. Uh, some people call it intuition. Some people um, will say that uh, it's a council of elders that they have. There, there are some people who will um, say that they channel spirits um, or, or, or beings, if you will. Everything and everybody must stay consciously aware of this of source. And the mindset that needs to be embraced is recognizing that there is only one self. That one self is the manifestation of that which brought forth itself from conscious awareness of its existence and its awareness of being. And being is, in essence, existing, existence, recognizing and being aware. I, 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 I'm starting a, a web page, uh, not a web page. Uh, I do have a website. It's called the Souls of Life Society. But I am starting a YouTube channel called King's Philosophy. And because I have been a person who has prayed for wisdom for years, I have to identify and recognize that I have received that. But for me to act as if I have not received that would be because I believe in prayer and I believe if you when you pray, your prayers will be answered. There's no if. As a matter of fact, I try to get rid of the word if because I don't like if because it doesn't seem to resonate in my spirit anymore. Um, it is or it is not. Existence is existence. So what I've discovered, unfortunately, when we look at the the way in which religion has caused some people to, and, and, and really people, religion, this is in King's philosophy. So um, once I do this web page, the map web page, um, YouTube channel, do come to understand more about me and, and the vibrations that I receive. Religion is what you do religiously. Okay? Simply put. That can include basketball. All right? And this, what's funny is when at the paramedic, there was a conversation being a police officer was having. And the police officer asked the guy in the back of uh, his um, patrol car um, if they were religious. And or, or, or what's your religion? 
And the young guy looked at the police officer, and the young guy said to the police officer, my, my religion is basketball. And it kind of threw the police officer off because he was like, wasn't expecting that answer. But when we look at the conscious awareness of things, what you do religiously is what you are devoted to. What you devote yourself to is an essence of your religion because you do it religiously. Is there something I'm going to throw out there right now? So, yes, living thought is a powerful, powerful thing. And the power of living thought manifests itself through words which manifest itself from thought. And thought comes from awareness, which comes from being, which is existence. The unfortunate thing about religion, to me, is it got convoluted in believing that being was a being. Okay, I, I hope you guys are with me. <laughs> because being, the existence thereof, being is an entity. Okay, now, now I, I, have a, I have a quick question for you. And uh, that question is, um, in what way would you say that living thought is related to religion? Um, because, you know, from what I'm, from what I'm sensing from you, um, the, what you seem to be alluding to is the fact that living thought um, at one point, at, at some point, um, got downloaded the individual, and and those living the living thought became the institution of religion, and so. So you're suggesting that perhaps that I mean, but you know, I, let's just break it down from that standpoint because I, I mean, I I'm following your train your train of thought, but I I just want you to make that clear. How is it that living thought is related to religion? Interesting that you brought that up because. Let's let's go with this analogy. We're talking about hundreds, thousands, billions of souls. Everybody has a particular level of awareness and consciousness. Through the eons of time and space. What we understand today as a people would not could not have been understood of people five hundred years ago. Thousand years ago, ten thousand years ago. So, when we look at living thought in relationship to religion, we have to understand that vibration of the universe, the vibration of the earth, has levels of frequency that it will continue to shift into. The Mayans was pretty much aware of this, and they expressed it the best way they could from the understanding that they had at the time. So, let's use this analogy. We have people everywhere. Colors. 
those who can see, those who cannot see, doesn't matter. We are perceptive to colors. My understanding is a black, uh, even a blind person is perceptive to colors. Now, what's interesting about that is everybody seems to have a particular color that is their favorite color. Everybody has a certain affinity to certain colors that you'll see them wear more than some other colors that they may have in their wardrobe. But a person is drawn to a color and their affinity is expressed based on the way in which they resonate with that color, with that frequency, with that vibration. Because colors do have frequency, colors do have vibration. So with that analogy, this is how living thought operates. Living thought manifests itself on the level of your understanding. And it will come to you to share what is necessary for you at that time and space. Because each and every one of us receives our own life instructions. So we can't judge another person for what they do or how they go about doing what they do. Because each person is that individual in and of itself of the conscious awareness of the whole. But each individual receives for him or herself that which is required for the manifestation and the expression of divinity within him. Okay, so the next question that I have for you is, so would you say that the, that the living thought that a person is downloaded with or even with, uh, with, um, with a, whatever whatever a person's, I guess you could say, personal journey would be, uh, th- would you say that the the information that they would receive is based on their consciousness? But will that will that information change as their as their consciousness uh, changes? Do you think that it would change? And and how can people get out of that? particular thinking or mindset that it has to be a certain way. It always has to be a certain way. Well, I I wrote a book. I'm actually um, getting edited so that I can publish. It's called The Power of Choice. Um, Subtitle title is Path of Divine Royalty to Conquer Darkness. In relationship to your question, person has to evolve because that's what we do. Change is really the only constant that there is in the existence of which we live. The crazy thing about change is many people are in denial of it. Um, you had to change. Think about it. <laughs> when you was that single-cell individual, that single-cell organism that... Um, went through the process of uh, 
cell division, mitosis, and the womb of your mother. You had to change. You had to change from that single cell individual organism to a multiple, multiplex organism that has organs and different functions that may manifest the child that your mother had to birth. And in that birth process, there was the change of environment from one place to the next, which growth and development became yours to keep. And growth and development is kept constant, and you're constantly changing. So people who choose not to change has pretty much dwarfed their power of choice. And there are so many things in the world that can cause a person to stay fixed in their conscious awareness because they feel comfortable there. Um, and when we look at it from a psychological point of view, you know, they can tell you that you know, some people are caught up in the way in which they live because they feel comfortable there. So my next question is, um, so what happens to the individual when they don't, they don't naturally flow into evolutionary change that is necessary for them? Um, um, when they don't, when they don't evolve, um, is it? You know, which is my understanding with you using the cell as an example um when when the cell gets to a place where it doesn't it doesn't change it it starts doing something else and like metastasizes in the body or something like that, where it becomes like a cancer cell and it goes kind of renegade because it's it's operating on that um level but what happens to the individual who doesn't you know, flow into their evolutionary change or evolve from where they may have been spiritually? I just heard a quote earlier, which I, in the past, maybe paraphrase. It says something like this, that which is within you will cause you to grow and expand if you allow it or it will destroy you if you don't allow it because change happens it is an unavoidable experience it is why we're here on the planet so what I have seen from the experiences that I've, I've encountered uh, over my sojourn here thus far is you will either have an adverse reaction, an interaction, or you will take action. The choice is yours. 
because change is coming. And you have to accept it or you can reject it and deal with the consequences thereof. I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it, it does. Now, um, you mentioned your book. Now, I, it, I guess the power of choice, the name of your book, actually goes into a little bit more detail about this. But what else does your, you know, does the power of choice um, in your book um, get into? I'm sorry, repeat that, please. Okay, the, the question is, what other, I guess what you just spoke about is something that, that can actually, that will actually be found in your book. And I was just wondering about some of the other, uh, other things that are important in terms of the, the choices that people make and, and how um, they can continue their, you know, I guess growth through the decisions that, that they make. What are some of the other issues that the book uh, goes into? To me, this book is really deep. I'm, I'm like, um, I'm blown away by it. And, and um, I deal with so many topics in here. I'm still vibrating on the energy thereof, but I, I speak on sound energy. I speak on what vibration and influence is about. I speak on the aspects of how your surroundings will affect and influence you and how you make the decision each situation that is presented to you. Each one of us are governed by certain laws because of where we are on the planet. There are immutable laws that are not going to change. If I decide to jump up out of this chair and run to that window and jump straight out of it. There's laws that govern my action. Once I get on the other side of that window sill, there's a good chance that gravity is going to take over and I'm going to end up on the ground. Now, I could choose to stay in my chair and don't jump up and jump out that window. And I think everything would be okay. But if I chose to go and jump out the window, there's going to be a change. And whatever that change is, I am going to have to accept it. Because at a certain point in each and everyone's life. When you make a decision, you have to ride that decision out until it's time to make another decision. And or you are given the opportunity to choose again. Those are the type of things in which I talk about in the book. I talk about things from a spiritual perspective because we are all spirit. It's funny, I look at the word when we think back on language, spiritual, you look at that word, it, it's actually spirits, the word you, and then there's A-L. So a spirit you all. So all of us are spirit. 
connected to spirit. We are manifestations of expression of God through the living that we are giving. And it is our choice as to how we bring that expression to the table. Because we live in a life in a new world that is full of opposites. There is positive brings forth a manifestation of our existence in and of itself. And I can get deeper and deeper into that aspect thereof because when we look at the atom, the atom does not exist unless there is positive and negative energy. Um, and our purpose in this living is the continuation of creation. So this is also in the book. I share with people is to have them understand that because there is opposition in the manifestation of creation in and of itself, as we know it in this realm, there is creation and there is destruction. Just as there is hot, there is cold. And with that, with saying that, are deliberately set to serve either creation or destruction. You are going to be servant to either one or the other. There's no in between. Uh, some of the thinking there. I, I find that to go too far out on a limb. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I don't think that's part of my So, what the voice I, do I don't hear you. Okay, so I, I don't think you've gone too far out on a limb. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Pay some bills. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, is Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Moore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us 
turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigms with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana, a family healing circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul.
And we're back. Okay, so we we have here, if you are just tuning in, we have uh, our guest here, uh, King Andre Teasdale, who is talking about the, how, the power of choice. And that's also the title of his book. Now, um, King, I know that you do have an organization called the King, the Souls of Life Society. My part is what I'm about to call the Kings of Life Society. But uh, the Souls of Life Society, would you tell us a little bit about that and what the mission is for your organization? Yes, the Souls, Souls, S-O-U-L-S, of Life Society. Actually, can be found on online at soulsoflifesociety.org. Our motto is through the power bestowed by God and mankind to do what must be done. We had uh, our inception in 1991 and it came about from experience as a paramedic looking at the aspects of what affects our living. You know, everybody is after a better quality of life and the pursuit of happiness. And it seems such a struggle, especially in the black community. So I went out to observe black organizations so that we can harmonize what is necessary for them to thrive. So part of our mission in observing what was going on in the black community is to develop what's necessary to harmonize the unity needed for black organizations to thrive because there seems to be a problem with black organizations harmonizing and coming together. But as I continue to observe what has been going on and observing a variety of organizations throughout the city of Baltimore and uh, other black communities within our nation, I've discovered that we have a societal problem collectively and globally. And when I went through the Right to Passage program and connected with other organizations such as uh, the Six Region Diaspora Caucus, um, which is a international organization of African descendants or ascendants, if you will, um, that are found all over the globe. But I discovered that humanity needs to survive. And humanity is going to continually have a problem of surviving if they don't allow black organizations to thrive. So we look at recognizing that it's important to find what is the common ground for everything and everybody. That common ground 
is life and love. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you are. Um, everybody is after life because without it, I gather you're dead. <laughs> and everybody is after love. The thing is, is not everybody recognizes that they were created from love and are love. So we discovered that the churches really seem to be missing a lot of elements to actually draw people in to better understand what is necessary for growth and development to attain higher levels of spirituality. We look and we understand that the government is not really here for your greater good. It seems like they are about corporations. And when we look at the way in which they are handling us, there's some issues. So the Souls of Life Society has been put together in order to confront these issues and handle them so that we can get the best out of the quality of life and the love that we should share with one another. Uh, so one of the questions that I, I have for you is um, what do you what is it that people can do in order to aid you in, in your cause? Um, what are some of the specific things that you feel that you need um, to, you know, push your mission forward so that so that um, that organization and um, the, the other black organizations that you observe harmoniously. What is it that your your organization itself needs? You say what the organization needs. Well. When you look at the acronym, Souls of Life Society, it's S-O-L-S. It's you. And that's what we need. That's who we need. You. You have an energy, and everybody has an energy that is a part of the whole. What is needed is people to recognize that exploitation and corruption, it starts with you. Recognize that and recognize that exploitation and corruption does not serve you at all. Love serves you. And you loving yourself serves the greatest good because in you learning to love yourself you learn to love me. And I see that vibration and I learn to love you. Um, the Souls of Life Society is um, diametrically opposed to the forces of evil that will separate, divide, and attempt to conquer the perfect will of God for his creation. We have to understand that we all our spirit. We exist. 
existed before coming here. And when we are no more, we return back to energy. When I do libation, one of the things I say, energy, I say this, this phrase, energy we are and energy we shall return when we depart from this which returns to dust. What I need is I need people to recognize that we are one. So we're putting together organizations. Uh, we're putting together uh, workshops. And we're putting together people collectively to come together so that we can implement the things that are necessary in our society across the board. I just need people who, to, that, that love each other to come and recognize that love is real and we need to do something with the love that we have. Um, you know, life is about real life, real living. It's about truth and harmony and order and righteousness, being right towards each other. Because some people get, get scared when they hear the word righteousness and think about religion. No, 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 no. Get your head out of that mindset. It's about being right, thinking right, having the right mental attitude. Um, reciprocity, you know, some people call it karma. What you put out comes back to you. So if you put out the good, the good is going to come back to you. If you put out the negative, the negative is going to come back to you. You know, what you focus on concentrates. We need balance. We need justice. We need compassion. That's what we need. And interesting enough, those are principles that's known as ma'at, M-A-A-T, which is from an ancient civilization which is known as Kenneth, which you guys need to look into a little deeper. Okay, so what we're going to do, if there, if there's anybody out there who has questions, please feel free to press the number one, and we can have you answer any questions. Of, uh, um, there is, I think that um, you said that, you know, you talked to me a little bit earlier, there's a poem that you wanted to share with the audience. Please feel free to do that. Yes, yes, thank you so much. Uh, this is a, a poem that many have not heard, um, and it goes like this. It's entitled, What He Gives to Me. Um, this poem came to me because, like I said earlier, I've been praying for wisdom because I know that we need change in this world. And we are here collectively to be a blessing to one another. So, this poem is entitled, What He Gives to Me. What he gives to me, I must pour out unto you. Who is he? But more than the potter. For it is he who maketh the clay. And even more than this to be unmade. For all beginnings begin in him. Where you may take it. Is of your own course. For in every beginning, there too is an end. And as it is he who is all beginnings, so too it is he who knoweth the end. What am I 
but that which he has made. Before I became, he knew it. This thing before form, the thought of an unknown, turned now into a vessel for thee, a vessel, but that which containeth, what more can the container do but achieve? For in the containment of any that be is the out of just what ought to leave. I must pour out that which I receive. For to contain or restrain is a must that must be, because a vessel is only as good as its sheep. It would then be so much more, holding still that within it must cleave. But as does come its time to release what's inside, can only be done with the tilt. For gravity controls from the top of the hole until what you hold is then released at a breach. Unless it's words that come form when you speak, and that is why I still come and I seek. Because words are much more than a piece. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, we, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we are, you know, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening and you have any questions, please feel free to press the number one, and I will bring you on the line. But hold on for the... Uh, Welcome to the Family Healing Circle where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, is Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Moore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigms 
with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul. And we're back. So, um, King, I, I know that I, I had asked you this question um, before, and you pretty much told me or and the rest of our audience here that what you need were people who were loving and compassionate and who really are interested in seeing a substantial change in the way things are operating in society and, and, and you just in our culture and in our cities to make that transformation. But I, the, the question that I have for you now is like, well, what is the particular skill set of the people that you are needing? Because, um, you, you know, yes, let, let me just start there. What's the particular skill sets that you're looking for? Are you looking for people with a business background? Are you looking for people with a real estate background? Are you interested in people who are interested in city planning? Um, so what is it that that you are needing in terms of things that are far more tangible? The souls of life society. In essence, is developing a society from what we have to what we want it to be. When I say that, what I'm saying is any and everybody is required in order to make this happen. This housing for moral discipline and ethical values. Um, there's uh, developing like projects for housing and family living and behaving in a manner that will be conducive to a better quality of life, teaching institutions, um, teach the truth, inducement centers. Um, we are going to develop our city back into a place that is flourishing. We have too many abandoned houses in the city of Baltimore. Um, we need to rebuild our city. Those who may even know of the biblical character Nehemiah, think about it. He saw Jerusalem in ruins and it tore his heart such a way to where he had requested assistance in order to rebuild his home. And he was given what was necessary in order to do so. We need to rebuild the minds of our people. So psychologists, psychiatrists, I'm talking about the whole nine yards. And the thing is, is we're talking about bringing organizations together. So initially it started off as harmonizing the unity for black organizations to thrive. What we need to do is we need to galvanize every resource that we have out here in order to come together 
to sit down at the table, develop the strategies that are necessary in order to help those who have mental challenges, um, help those who are strung out on drugs, help those who have uh, family problems, domestic issues, domestic violence, the way in which the killing is going on in the city of Baltimore. I'm not trying to be big, but I'm saying that we have a host of problems that need to be addressed, and we need to come together in order to handle the problems that are before us. Now, people say that money is needed for this. Of course it is. What is there not where money is needed? But I'm not making a plea for money. The money is going to come because we got work to do. So we can rebuild the city and make things right. We can get the mindsets back of our people because our people are beautiful. Our people are waiting for us. We need strong and intelligent warriors in order to rebuild the conscious mindset that is missing for our children to see what needs to flourish in our life collectively. Okay. So um, what are some of the things that you have, do you have any projects that are going on that that people can um, can find out about or do you have anything going on right at the moment, uh, right at the moment or anything that you have planned in the next year or so? So far, every Father's Day, we, we do a healing ceremony. Um, that is one of the biggest things that we are focusing on right now because we've come to discover that there's a lot of people who are in pain from the experience or the lack of an experience of having a father or having a father and having experiences that they wish they had not had. Um, Our healing ceremony is on Father's Day um, at 3 o'clock sharp, and we end at 4 o'clock sharp on Father's Day. Um, This will be our fourth year coming forth um, in June. So we we had uh, an event not too long ago, um, which I was very pleased with. Um, We had went to uh, Chicago at the beginning of August, and we were at a sunrise healing ceremony with an organization called uh, Love Journey. And the violence that's going on in our communities, it, 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 can, it can quell. It's all about love. We had done a ceremony uh, about two years ago. And it's funny that you don't hear this, this stuff in the news. But I think it was in 2013, we had did a ceremony during the spring equinox to bring healing and to quell the violence in our community. And you know, after that healing ceremony, that was the lowest murder rate Baltimore had since the 70s. Prayer actually works. 
we had called forth people to pray for 15 minutes on Thursday. So ours is to make manifest that which is required to allow your energy to emanate in our society. Um, go to my webpage, the souls of life society dot org. We'll be putting up more events and keep you posted as to exactly what we're doing. I will be linking the King's philosophy into that web page as well. And we'll keep you posted on the things that we are doing collectively in our community. Okay. So I tell you what, um, why don't you share another poem with us? Well, I have here a poem called Before Us Lies the Future. And and, and I think I would I'd like to follow that up with another poem called um, Relationships. Is that cool? That's cool. Okay. Before Us Lies the Future by King Andre T. Bell. Before us lies the future of which we have a hand. Before us is the future within the master plan of all that is created, and, and as there is the natural and spiritual as well, is the laws of motion that is made to tell the tale. The fearful and courageous can't wait without a word. For time, too, is a created thing that records each act the singer sings, and of each tick and of each talk is the motion of the clock that is unceasing and effective too, as we all decide the what and who to avoid the things the foolish do, if the mind is open as the truth to do just what it was purposed to do. We dare not be idle within the seconds, for both worlds manifest to all the lessons of where we are going and what to do if we only follow the golden rule that love and laws shall all prevail before the evil go to hell, because on that day we can be without the wickedness that I like that one. I do. I really do. <laughs> and I don't know. It, it's it's funny. The poem that comes to me. Comes to me. And I just I write the words as they come and when the words stop coming the poem is finished. And so this one is about relationships. But I could not understand the title. So the actual title of this is You'd miss the point. So you better listen up. Better listen up. Subtitle is relationships. Okay, here we go. Relationship is what I want. Relationships I need. But first of these relationships is my relationship with me. The who I am, the who I am not, is bothering the heck out of me when I can't figure what I want, whether or not I have a degree. Yet, 
it's family we try to build in the relationships we've got. As Satan works his trickery to destroy these loving knots. It's family ties that bind because love is true to the bone. But only if you recognize to whom your soul belongs. I love, yet hate as time can't wait. As new birth comes quite fast. But in our di- but in our days, the time does fly. But death too comes too fast. So on this side of living is the mark made in the dash. That dash between your birth year and the end of the days that has passed. A measure of time is all we each have of the beauty and love that makes each of us glad, still family, which will never change, as God is creator of the frame of all things. Of such an equation, the realization is, family is all we've got. You're either here to build it up or tear it all apart. The ancestors of each of us have passed on into the next world. It's of them that we are family as it's God who controls the world. So in your waking moments, we share. For God, for family is God's gift of love that we each must make aware to repair with care the tears. So forgiveness is all we can wear as our garment of love in the heavens above as our ancestors still do care. Because life doesn't have end in the eternal and escapes. As long as you know that you belong to the Lord and that your relationship with him is clear. Now, what, what, what I want to make comment of is that I oftentimes use the word him when I refer to God. Personally speaking, through King's philosophy, as I will share, I understand that there's a need for balance in order for creation to be made manifest. Everything that is made manifest is made manifest from that which had no substance, instantiated form. So that which did not exist in a physical realm, everything comes from thought. So understand that I only speak from within me that which is so I know that there are those who may be offended if by chance I say that the source of all things is he. But the source of all things is all things and expresses itself through all things. Expresses itself through he, she, and everything there is through the stars, through the moon, through the sun, through the plant. Wow. You know, uh, as you were reading your poem, one of the things that has actually come to mind 
was this thought that I had that uh, as an energy healer, I I've know you know I know that we are all one, and one of the one of the reasons that I know this is that it doesn't matter who it is that I may be working on, whether or not they're in front of me, or whether or not I'm working on them at a distance. The energy, the our interconnectedness, that oneness that we all have. Um, we we all have, you know, an effect on each other um, as a collective, the, you know, that whole concept of we are all one. And the, how this sort of manifests in the physical is that we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And so in our physical form, this is, you know, the reason why this is is so that we can express in the physical this sense of unity and so and this interdependence uh, upon one another and so that we can live in harmony and know that that we all are one, but more on the physical level. But, you know, that is like a serious digression unless you want to add something to that. I think I do. Well, actually, I don't know if it's adding to it or not, but um, I am so grateful for the energy and the vibrations that you have brought into my life and this opportunity. And um, I think oftentimes of what what we see when we think about male and female energy and the things that we see in our community and sometimes we'll be surfing on the web and we'll see twerking or we'll see uh, people act in a certain way, uh, be it male or female. But behavior is an amazing thing. But I, I, I wanted to share another poem. It's called The Working of She. Okay. You're three. The Working of She by King Andre Teasdale. The mystery of the working that is held to be is the only thing that chickens our true identity. The falsehood was imposed of sexuality, must now be removed of all indignity. The fact of true tuition and receptivity is best received of woman and all she hopes to be. The creator of her existence and the living that shall be is much more than the birth of the child that comes for thee. You see, it's God who is really the maker of each of them, and through the beauty of his love comes each and every plan. But that which was to prevent distortion that now be had chose the course of distorting their true identity. Of course, we all are victims of Satan's trickery because the ennoblement of mankind is Satan's desire not to be. Come share with me of the knowledge of this exclusivity. Is man's stance within creation to combat forces against we? Yet, of this battle, man cannot just stand there on his own. 
For within the care of womanhood does man regain the throne. It's all about connecting to the power supplied supreme through the delicacy of the perceptions that flow inside the she. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, if there's anybody who, who has questions for King, uh, please press the number one. Um, as we, yeah, yeah, please press one if you would like to, if you have any questions for King, or even if you have any, just comments. Now, one of the things that I would like you to talk about, or you know, you can add um, a little bit more thought or insight into is um, what do you think is necessary and needed for an individual to tap into living thought um, in order to start their evolutionary evolutionary change? The thing that is most needed is to recognize energy is what we are. And what comes from us is either going to be positive or negative. From Having that knowledge, know that when you allow your mind and your thoughts to dwell on positivity, then positivity dwells with you and manifests itself through you. That's very important because when you look again and you watch what's around you and you allow your thoughts to be consumed by negativity, then you are conduit for negativity. And what emanates from you is negative energy. Unfortunately, people do not come to recognize that. So what is within you and the consciousness that is within you, that inner consciousness of yourself, is what is required, is what is needed in our living. Um, There's a quote from St. Augustine that says, Seek not abroad. Turn back into thyself, for in the inner man dwells the truth. Understand, people, that in order to connect with living thought and have that energy, that expression, to emanate into your existence, you meditate, 
we pray, you sometimes maintain a, a place of silence. But you have to be in the consciousness of positive thought so that you can create. That's what brings creation. Our purpose here is the continuation of creation. When you allow negative thought, negative energy, the stuff that we see on the news, kicking out that affects you in an emotional way when we see the things that we see against our own people. Don't let that stuff feed you because if you allow it to feed you, then there's going to be negative thoughts that germinate in you. So, live love. And as you let love live, love will grow. And we'll see change in this world. Okay. So, what we're going to do is we are going to have a quick prayer. It's called the Amplified Prayer. It's um, or it's in terms of the miracle prayer that uh, brings uh, health and healing. And this particular rendition is by Thomas Shalal Walker. And again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he also did the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic in the beginning. And if you have any interest in his music, he recently let me know that he's going to be releasing an album with these prayers and for um, music that is inspirational. So, one moment.
giving thanks. Uh, you know, first of all, I just want to say I, I'm having a little bit of a difficulty understanding everything that you were saying, King, because I, I tell you, um, you have a way of saying things that are a little bit above me sometimes. So, you know, I have to sit down with you and you can break it down to like, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I always am so blessed to be able to hear from your consciousness, you know, uh, your view on life and, and, and our whole purpose. And, and I'm seeing more and more how you are living in your purpose. And when you speak um, as eloquently as you do and you give insight in the way that you do, I just feel God. You know, I just feel that, you know, Holy Spirit is just speaking to you to reach the masses. And um, I'm thankful for you using this opportunity to reach us. And so I just, I really didn't have any questions. Um, I'll have to go back and sit down and listen again um, um, with, you know, maybe with a better, um, you know, I don't know what was happening with my phone. But anyway, to be able to listen to it and it was maybe for a different phone. But, you know, I just did want to say I appreciate you coming on. I'm always appreciating your sharing, uh, your wisdom and knowledge. And it always helps me to take take me to another level. Um, so I just want you to know we appreciate you so much. And thank you so much. And thank you, too, Arlene, for, for bringing uh, the beautiful brother on, and we look forward to him coming back on again. And you mentioned something about he's getting ready to do something you mentioned, and I didn't know whether it had anything to do with that piece you just played or not. Well, thank you very much, Al. Kia, that is so sweet. I can thanks for, for those words. It touches my heart. I appreciate it. So sometimes I, I get so deep, I have to go back. I'm going to tell you, one time I got so deep, I was writing some stuff, I had to close the book and hide it because I couldn't <laughs> handle it. My, my brain felt like it was about to pop. <laughs> you know, what you remind me of, King, is you remind me of when I read, like, Charles Fillmore. You know, like, I have to read the same sentence maybe two or three or four times, like, what is he actually saying here? And, you know, I really have to get there. And sometimes you take me there. So I'm... And I don't know what that means for me, but um, I, I just affect. I'm just always in awe to hear you because I'm like, wow, this brother is so deep. You know, I mean, he is in places that I don't. I'm not even understanding yet. Um, so you know, I'm grateful, and I know that when your writings come out, you know, it probably will make it, a, you know, maybe even more clear because I can you know, really sit down and look at it and read it over and over again. So I'm just grateful, you know, I'm just grateful that you share yourself and that you share it in such a way. But but I do, I put you up on the level of a Charles Fillmore <laughs> and some of the highest spiritual teachers because you're an amazing spiritual teacher, and I thank you so much, my brother. Oh, I guess I see you. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much, Lee, for giving our uh, calling in. Go ahead and close out the show because we only have a minute and 60 seconds left. But um, would you tell the people how to get a hold of you, King? Well, my, my phone number, get your pen ready, is <laughs> 410 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.